You're listening to Yes to Employment, a podcast series that seeks to improve competitive integrated employment outcomes for transition-aged youth and young adults with intellectual and developmental disabilities. Today we're talking with Beth Myers, the Executive Director of the Teshoff Center for Inclusive Higher Education and a professor in the Teaching and Leadership Department of the School of Education at Syracuse University, and Jonathan Rushmore, an education major with the Inclusive U program at Syracuse. The program is not just about inclusion at the university level, so we talk about their employment initiatives, their mentorship program, and their business outreach efforts. Beth Myers, please introduce yourself for our listeners. Hi, my name is Beth Myers, and I am the Executive Director of the Tayshoff Center for Inclusive Higher Ed at Syracuse University. And Jonathan Rushmore, would you introduce yourself as well? Hi, I'm Jonathan Rushmore, and I'm a student at Syracuse University. And tell us about the Inclusive U program at Syracuse University. So the Inclusive U is an initiative at Syracuse in order to try to bring more students with intellectual and developmental disabilities into higher ed. We really want to work on giving students access to college. And this particular group of students has long been excluded from higher education. And we think that it's about time that they really found their place at the college level. And your program is really focused on preparing students for employment through a rather intensive internship program. Tell us about the internship program. Well, in Inclusive U, students are, are really designing their own four-year programs while they're here. And they spend their first three years taking inclusive classes. Um, all of our students declare a major, and they really um, pick an area of study that they're most interested in. Um, like, for example, Jonathan, what, um, what's your area of study? Education. So what kind of classes are you taking? Uh, EDU, 30, EDU 203 and um, SBE 311. And what do those classes work on? Uh, talking about education in the school district and how, they can, how you can help the students learn or figure out what kind of disability they have and how to basically get the resources that they need. Great. So both of your classes are, are concentrated in education mm-hmm. and special education, and most of those are for future educators, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, but our students really pick anything um, that they're very interested in, anything from, say, theater management to history to uh, food studies, uh, a, a really wide range of interests based on each individual. Um, so just like all other college students, our students come in and, and they pick a major and then they take... Uh, classes according to that major. But our, our thought um, is really that we, we want our students, just like we want all students at the university, is to be able to leave here and get jobs, right? We want you to be able to get out and get a job, right, Jonathan? Yes. Um, so we've integrated a new internship piece where um, after the students take their three years of integrated coursework, in their, in their final year, they're participating in a full-time internship program, which is really, um, it's, it's really innovative. Uh, it's based on a, the international project search model, but our students take three 
10-week, they participated in three 10-week internships across the whole year. And those are full-time internships in areas across campus in order to really gain some strong employment skills. They participate in some lectures that are based on things like um, interviewing skills, how to write a resume, um, and then they go out into the university community and participate in internships along their, both their areas of interest and skills that they want to learn. Um, and we think that that's a really important part to try to set up our students so that they're most employable after college. Jonathan, you're, John you're, doing, you're working right now on, on campus. Um, what kind of work are you doing? I'm working with, um, what is it, the... Uh, Community. Community for All project, and we are building toolkits, six toolkits for adults with intellectual disabilities, and trying to get them the resources that they need to be successful to get out of the group homes and institutions and live on their own and get the services that they want and what they want, as opposed to somebody telling them, oh, you need to do this or you need to do that. Jonathan came in really interested in advocacy work. And so he was able to find employment in advocacy work here at Syracuse University. But, but students also find it in, in all different areas. For example, we have students that are doing their internships at the daycare center on campus or um, in parking services or um, in the field house. So we have students that are, are working in all areas based on what their particular interests are. Would you tell us about what the project search model is that you have um, referred to in your own program design? Sure. Project Search was developed out of um, Cincinnati Children's Hospital and it it was originally um, formulated to be a program that was run at hospitals where hospitals would, would um, hire interns in a one-year internship program and those all of those interns had intellectual and developmental disabilities. Uh, to really do some job training skills. And it's been very successful across the country, uh, particularly in the hospital setting. And they've been looking at expanding more to higher ed because similar to a hospital setting, um, universities also offer a really wide range of jobs. Um, it's not just for professors to work on campus, but to make a campus community work, there are hundreds of really diverse kinds of jobs in all sorts of areas um, at a university um, setting. So really looking at finding a, um, a place where students could have a wide variety of experiences and employment. And a university really fits that build, much like their um, the Project Search original model in a hospital setting does. Um, but the idea is really to look at some high-level work that our students can learn to do with the right kinds of supports and that they can learn to do independently um, and that they can then really be a contributing employee much like any other um, and sometimes better than other more traditional employees. Tell us about your peer mentoring program. I think this is a good question for Jonathan, but why don't I start off by just describing it a little bit. Um, we recognize that some of our students need support when they're on campus, and some of them need support to be able to participate most fully in classes, 
but also in social opportunities um, on and around campus. So we have a peer mentor model where students, um, we actually have two pieces to this. One is called the peer-to-peer -peer program, and students volunteer to um, get matched with students in Inclusive U uh, in order to really participate in social functions on campus. Uh, they go to things like basketball games and football games and parties and varsity pizza and all kinds of other things that students typically do on, on and around campus. Um, and then we also hired our um, matriculated students here at Syracuse University. We hire our typical students to then support our inclusive youth students in classes um, and around campus. And Jonathan has a couple of peer mentors. Jonathan, you want to tell us a little bit about what your peer mentors do for you? Well, one of my peer mentors is strictly on doing activities like we'll go to the gym, we'll go to after, orange after dark events, um, we'll go get something to eat, we'll get coffee, and then I have a mentor that goes to class with me, she'll go to the 8 a.m. class with me and then the 2 o'clock class and help me with the classwork and then homework after. So most of our peer mentors do everything from you know, assisting with note-taking to organizational skills in class and sometimes supporting students who have um, low verbal skills to be able to use assistive technology to um, communicate in the classroom and sometimes even just giving them sort of an entry point for um, social groups around campus. One of the ways that your program is innovative is that there are so many ways for students to participate. Tell us about your outreach program and your tuition policies and the things that you do to make it uh, more open. This is one of the things we're, we're most proud about, but also makes our program sometimes a little bit complicated. And that is, is that we offer so many different ways for students to be able to come here and to access higher education. Because that's really what our center is about, is about increasing access to higher education for this particular group of people. Um, and we know that for some people that can be a financial hardship, and we really um, want to be supporting students in every way that we can, and, and part of that means supporting them um, to be able to enter this program. So we offer a couple of different options. One, um, our first option is called the on-campus program, and that is a, in partnership with our local Syracuse City School District. Students who are eligible for special education and are between the ages of 18 and 21 in the school district, but have sort of maxed out what they were doing at the high school level and really want to participate in a higher ed setting. Um, come here and they're supported still by a special education teacher at, um, from the Syracuse City School District, but they participate fully in campus activities, participate um, in coursework here, and uh, they're really seamlessly integrated into the campus community, just like all of our other inclusive youth students. Um, Another option we have is the access program, and that works um, through a local agency, um, community organization called OCL, and they support students here on campus to participate in the Inclusive U program. And then this past year, we actually took a really big step forward in working with both the state and federal Medicaid systems 
to help our students who qualify for support under the Medicaid waiver to be able to use that support here on campus as an alternative to going to, say, a day program or a sheltered workshop. Um, we had lots of students who were interested in coming here and, and learning on a campus community and being a college student um, who didn't want to be sort of pigeonholed into some of the day programs that already existed. And, and so we were really lucky to be able to work with the state to make that an option as a transition program. So students can use their self-direction funding under the Medicaid waiver to be able to attend our programming here at Syracuse University. And, and we think that it's just a, a really innovative way uh, to be able to collaborate with both state and local agencies to be able to support students in this kind of an endeavor. We think that it's a really important piece too because as our students graduate here and are able to um, gain employment and gain independence in the community, um, they're going to be less reliant on those systems. And so it's really a win-win for everyone. Jonathan, you use... Um, your self-direction money to be able to come here, right? Yes. Do you know how that happens? How does that work? Uh, I'm not too familiar with it. I just know a little where we can pick and choose what kind of services we want. We can hire the staff we want. And you can do pay rates. So you can pay them whatever you want. And it's really cool that now I can hire my sister to help me with doing whatever, like errands, homework, um, or to go, say, like, to a movie or do something with peer-to-peer. -peer. So you can hire peer mentors here at yep. the university to be able to do those things. Mm -hmm. And then who do you work with? You work with um, a couple of different people. Your Medicaid service coordinator, yep. right? And then you have your FI and then your broker that all tie everything together and they figure out how much money you have, where you want to put the money, and how you want to use it. And so, and so you selected through that process to be able to attend Inclusive yes. U. Yeah, it's great. And how did you, Jonathan, how did you end up at Syracuse University? Um, I actually was working with Arai that, um, with job coaching, and the director of job coaching found out about this program, and she recommended it for me, and um, decided to, I wanted to go back to school, and then decided to, come here as opposed to going to OCC, where OCC didn't have the program I needed and wanted. And I've always wanted to come to Syracuse University. I live close by, I love the campus atmosphere, and it's a lot better than most campuses. And Inclusive U is establishing a business advisory committee to provide connections and mentoring to students. Tell us about that. Right, I think that that's a, a really interesting new initiative that we have going on where we're working with local businesses and in particular local alumni who own businesses and so who are really interested in seeing Syracuse University students do well after graduation. We're working with them to establish a business advisory committee so that those people who have a particular interest in our students can both offer advice to our students and can do things like maybe hold mock interviews with them, um, but also they can take a look at where our students' interests are when they're in that final year of their internships and perhaps connect them to local businesses that might be hiring and might be interested in their skills. So if we have an alumni that works for 
um, a local company, and then he may know of hiring opportunities, employment opportunities there, but also at other places where he has connections. And so it's one of those natural parts of a university com community. Everyone in a university community uses um, alumni and local businesses um, in order to sort of leverage those job opportunities after graduation. And we want to be able to do the same thing with our students. Jonathan, what aspects of the Inclusive U program are most valuable to you? Um, just getting out on campus and doing activities with everybody else, like going to a football game with the students or going to a basketball game or just going onto the quad and doing some kind of activity that everybody's involved in. I think one of the really important things to know about our program is that um, it's, not a, it's not a separate program. It's, it's not something um, separate here. All of our students participate fully in inclusive courses here on campus. So Jonathan audits two education classes, um, but he's, he's not in a special ed classroom during the day. He's not um, segregated on the college campus or in a particular building. He's really a part of the campus community. I think everybody sees you as a mm -hmm. college student, right, Jonathan? Yes. Yeah, and I think you are a college student. That's that's really an important piece for us. What can you tell young people who want to go to college and are maybe facing resistance from their IEP team or the university administration? I think one of the things that we say a lot here is um, that you don't need a program. You know, we are, we are not a program. We're an initiative. And we really talk a lot about how we're not a program. We are not a special ed program within the university. We're an initiative to really increase access for our students to all of the other things that a campus offers. And that can happen anywhere. We love Syracuse University. We feel really strongly about the great work that we're doing here. But I think it's important for students to know that that same kind of work can happen anywhere. We don't want you to feel like you have to come here in order to get the supports and services you need to be able to attend college. We want to help you figure out how to get access to all of those things at whatever school you want to go to. Um, we do think we're special here, but we are not a special ed program. And um, we think that that's really an important piece. So really thinking about how to use the services and to, and to access the services that already exist at universities across the United States. Every university has a disability services office. Um, every university has certain supports and services they provide for a wide range of diverse students. And um, part of it is really asking the right people and getting connected to the right people within the university. We're really lucky here because we have tremendous support from birth both the university administration and from the professors and from the students and from everyone across campus. And part of that is because we have a long history of inclusion at Syracuse University. But I think that, that same, those same ideas can be applied anywhere. And it really is a matter of working with the people at your university to make it so that you can have access to the things that you want to be able to do there. Um, Jonathan, I sort of answered that for both of us, but what kind of like advice would you give another student? Uh, just go for your goal and to 
learn more about the university and try to figure out if it's feasible in your budget to go to school. Because I know when I had one of my service meetings, they were like, do you really want to go to school? And I'm like, what kind of question is that? Like, I guess I do want to go to school. I do want to learn. So just knowing what you want to do and go for it. Advocating, I think, is a, is a big piece. Mm -hmm. Students being able to advocate for themselves and, and having the right support team to help advocate for them and right. with them. Exactly. What parts of Inclusive U have been most important to its success? If other universities were considering improving their inclusion and outreach, or maybe even starting to do it when they haven't done it before, what should they know? I think for us, the, the most important things were really establishing what our values were. And, and, and our value was really um, inclusion and access. And um, so right from the beginning, we knew we wanted to be a fully inclusive university and really um, increase the diversity on campus by including individuals with intellectual and developmental disabilities in ways that they wouldn't normally be included in college. And, and really that guiding principle of full inclusion has, has guided every decision that we've made in terms of um, full access to the course catalog and full access to um, supports and services on campus and full access to recreational opportunities. Um, and we're uh, even going to full access uh, through residential life because our students starting uh, next fall are going to be allowed to live in the dorms as well. So really being able to tackle all of those hurdles through um, this strong commitment to inclusion, but also looking at it from an access standpoint and, and thinking about what are the ways that we can increase access for people who want to go to college. Um, and I think that that's a really important piece that we were able to tie in lots of different funding streams. Because as Jonathan said, going to college is expensive. Um, and we want to be able to tie in different kinds of funding streams, different sorts of scholarships, different ways for students to be able to access this, both from a funding standpoint and from a supports and services standpoint. And Jonathan, do you have any advice for a prospective university administrator or faculty from the perspective of somebody in the program? You should know, um, I know the professors tend to work with the students, and I know more of the educational professors know how to work with students with disabilities a little bit better than, say, like a technology teacher or professor. And I know when one of my classes that I took last year, the professor didn't look at me with as a, somebody with a disability or somebody that's just auditing the class. He actually gave me an actual grade in the class. So just knowing what professors are the best in learning from them that's good advice. Yeah. I think, I think one of the important pieces there is, is thinking about in every department, we've been able to find strong allies um, for the disability community. And then 
each of those people can help us connect to other people who might really not know much about disability in, in their perspective departments. Mm-hmm. Um, so in each sort of respective place, we've been able to find at least one person who's really our go-to, and then they can help us gain access to other places mm-hmm. as well. And so really um, leveraging those contacts that you have and using people who care strongly about increasing the diversity of disability on campus. Um, you know, I think that's another really good piece of advice. How can people who are interested find out more about Inclusive View? Oh, we have a website. So um, people can access our website at tashoffcenter.syr.edu. Um, or they can email us at tayshoffcenter at syr.edu, or they can give us a call. Well, thank you very much for taking a couple of minutes to talk to us about people with intellectual disabilities attending university, and thank you for taking some time out of your schedule, Jonathan, to give us the student's perspective. You're welcome. Thank you. You've been listening to Yes to Employment a podcast that seeks to improve competitive integrated employment outcomes for transition-aged youth and young adults with intellectual and developmental disabilities. Today we spoke with Beth Myers and Jonathan Rushmore about the University Participation Program and its employment initiatives at Syracuse University. For more about the Tayshoff Center and Inclusive View, visit tayshoffcenter.syr.edu slash inclusiveview. That's Tayshoff, T-A-I, S-H-O-F-F, center.syr.edu. For more about Yes to Employment, including show notes, links to the resources discussed, a complete transcript, and a schedule of episodes, visit www.yestoemployment.org podcast. You can subscribe through iTunes or your favorite Android podcast app to have the series delivered automatically to your device so you never miss an episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, please give us a rating on iTunes. Ratings will help us get the series in front of more listeners. Yes to Employment is a production of the Youth Employment Solutions Center, the National Training and Technical Assistance Center that serves as a hub of information and expertise for the Partnerships in Employment state projects. The Yes Center is a collaboration of TASH and Transcend. You can learn more about TASH at TASH.org and more about Transcend at Transcend.org. That's T-R-A-N. S-C-E-N.org. You can receive updates from the Yes Center on this podcast and our other activities by following us on Facebook or on Twitter at Yes to Employment. Partnerships in Employment is a series of seed grants funded by the Administration on Community Living's Administration on Intellectual and Developmental Disabilities, made to states for the purpose of transforming state disability support systems to competitive integrated employment. AIDD is dedicated to ensuring that individuals with intellectual and developmental disabilities and their families are able to fully participate in and contribute to all aspects of community life in the United States and its territories. Music for Yes to Employment is an original composition and performance by Sonny Seferati, the co-director and autistic self-advocacy mentor at The Musical Autist. You can learn more about The Musical Autist at www.themusicalautist.org. Be sure to keep Yes to Employment on your list. We'll have another episode on competitive integrated employment for you in the near future. Mm